welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. Oh, hallelujah. Packed so much in our service this morning, haven't we? And uh, there's more. Praise the Lord. So, God, we just thank you as we come around your Word again today that um, that you make this Word alive to every heart. Give revelation knowledge. Open it up to us. Open it up to me as I teach this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're continuing um, with our series on authority. And um, I have done two weeks now of the armor of God. So if you turn up in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6 and starting in verse 10 is our main scripture that we're looking at, um, our main text. You know, we've been made to overcome. We're overcomers in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Because he has already overcome all power, all of authority. He's the one who gave his life, who went to hell, who whipped the devil, who rose again and says, here. So we're not trying to get something. We have it. We have the victory. We're not trying to get the victory. We have it. We're not trying to win a war. We've won the war. We have it. So you say to me, well, well, why are you teaching spiritual warfare? Because the enemy tries to come and deceive us, to steal from us, and that's why. So we're coming from the victory position all the time. We're coming from the I'm already healed and whole position all the time. I'm coming from the position that, you know, I'm delivered. I'm set free. That's our position. The enemy doesn't like it. And he'll try and whisper things in our ear. Put thoughts in our minds, and that is why we need the armor. You see, he's got no power. The only power that he has is to use deceit and lies and deception. And it's good. He flows very well in that power. Anybody ever been spun a lie of the devil? Has he ever convinced you? He can flow in that power. But that's not the power of God, and God's power is almighty, so much more, so much higher, hallelujah. So Satan's trying to rob us of the blessings that God has paid for. Just keep that in your mind. He's just trying to rob us, and we're not going to give in. More and more we're growing in our understanding of the authority that God has given us. Isn't that right, church? Look in chapter 10, and verse 19 says, Behold, Jesus speaking, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by men any means hurt you. Hallelujah. Absolutely nothing. So we come to Ephesians chapter 6 and just starting in verse 10. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Our strength is not in us. The strength is not in Karen. The strength is not in Mary. The strength is not in James. Our strength is in the Lord. Hallelujah. It's in him. It's in him. Our strength against the enemy is in the Lord. Our strength against the enemy is in what God has already done, in the faith of what God has already done. It's in the power of his might. Hallelujah. Tell somebody next to you, be strong in the Lord. Come on, say that louder. Be strong in the Lord. You know, it's, it's not, you know, maybe if you want to be strong in the Lord, it's if you feel like being strong, no, it's a command, be strong in the Lord. And, you know, 
throughout the Bible, this charge was given in one form or another to the people of God. You know, God spoke to Moses before he led, or to Joshua before he, he was leading the people into the promised land. Joshua 1 and 9 says, Have I not commanded you, said the Lord? Be strong. Turn to your other neighbor and say, Be strong. So have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Don't be afraid. Don't take fear. Don't be dismayed. Don't be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The God said the similar thing to Gideon. We looked at Gideon a few weeks ago in Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6, I'm going to read very quickly verse 14 to 16. Because of time, I'm going to speak fast as I can't swear. So Judges 6, 14 to 16 says, And the Lord turned to Gideon and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So it wasn't his might. It was the might of the sending power of God. So he said to him, Oh, Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you. That was his strength. Surely I will be with you. Well, today, that was Old Testament time. We're in New Testament time. It's the today. God is not just with us. He is in us. We are strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Matthew 28, verse 18 to 19. And I hope you're taking notes. I'm seeing pens going. I'm hearing pages turn. Take these references down so you can study them up later. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 19. If you're coming out pen and pencil, listen to this in the podcast. Take notes. Please take notes so that Satan cannot rob this word from you. It says, Jesus came to them. He spoke to them saying to the disciples, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Now go and therefore teach all nations in other words, I give the power to you, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the, of the Holy Ghost. So be strong in the Lord is a charge. Hallelujah. We're not victims. We are victors. We're victors. Tell your neighbor, I'm not a victim. Tell your other neighbor, I'm a, I'm a victor. There's a big difference. Hallelujah. So when the enemy comes and he wants to get you down and trump you down and you know, beat you and tries to beat you into nothing. You say, I'm a victor. Even sometimes when you scare yourself, when you don't feel like being a victor in yourself, because we've all been there. We've all had those times of discouragement. You know, somebody comes up, well, you're victorious and you feel in yourself. Oh, I don't feel victorious. That's your feelings talking. The fact and the truth of the word is you are a victor. You're victorious. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us into defeat, triumph. Always leads us into triumph in Christ. In Christ. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Hallelujah. So verse 10, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It's in him. Romans 8, 31 says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. Verse 11, 
Put on the whole armor of God, not just parts of it, the whole armor of God that you're able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And two times in this passage, we're told to put on the whole armor of God and don't take it off. Put it on. Don't take it off. Amen. Because we're in a very real spiritual war. In other words, it, the war has been won, but it's a spiritual thing where the enemy in in that, that heavenly realm, there's a fight going on, trying to steal from us, trying to keep those that don't know Christ blinded, has their eyes blinded, the Bible says. It's not an imaginary war, it's real. We are spirit beings. That's why we say, God, give us greater understanding, open our eyes in the spiritual to see. If we could see what was really going on in the spiritual right now, Oh, I hope some of us wouldn't get a shock. If you could see what was really going on, eyes opened. Amen. That's why Paul says, may the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Hallelujah. It's a spiritual war that we're involved in. It's more real than any war, than any, than any war between nations and the, the Ukraine and Russia and all. And that's just happened all of a sudden. Even since the last time I was speaking in spiritual warfare, what can a day bring forth? But we're involved in that spiritual. So we need to be, we need to understand. So it says, um, verse 12, and we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We know it's flesh and blood. You know, our family and, and our friends and those that we meet in our workplaces on a daily basis and those we're driving down and they're, you know, they're, they're putting their fingers and doing funny things and funny signs when they're angry at us. We're not, we're not against that person. It's the spirit they have yielded to. Remember that. When somebody gives you an ugly face and this and that, quickly catch yourself on. I'm not against them. They've yielded to a power and there's something to try and annoy me. So don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Verse 13, Therefore take up the whole armor of God, you're able to stand in the evil day. That's the day of attack we've looked at in previous weeks. And having done all to stand, stand, resist. You've got to resist the enemy. Resist, resist. Hallelujah. And verse 14, stand there having girded your waist about with truth. So the first uh, piece of armor we looked at was truth. And that's the belt of truth. And it's very, very important that on the belt that every other piece of weapon was attached. And so the truth, this word is our first piece of weapon. Everything is, is um, attached and is dependent upon this word. Amen. This word will keep us against deception. When we know it, we know the truth. It'll, we can stand and we can say, well, that's a lie because the word says this. That's why we must read the Bible. If we don't read the Bible, we could get, succumb to a lie if we don't know this truth. So hallelujah, this year we're reading more, we're studying more of the word of God as a church, hallelujah. And this truth is going to protect us. Not only are we looking at the written word of God, um, but we're listening to the spirit of truth. Holy Spirit inside of us, he's called the spirit of truth. And he will lead us into all truth. We'll have a nickel in the inside of us if we hear something that's not right. If we're listening on YouTube to something, and be careful what you listen to on YouTube and who you listen to. If you're going to listen to teaching 
please come and, and ask us, ask me, some of the elders or your life group leader, who you can listen to, who's safe to listen to, because there's so many teachers now on YouTube, and a lot of them are false teachers. And you don't want that to go in here, because once you get some false doctrine in, it's, you, you've got to get that out before you can move on. You've got to undo it. So don't put it in in the first place. It's going to be easier for you. So ask us and, and see if you're listening to something. I, it's happened to me many times. I've listened to something and there's just been a niggle. I'll just switch it off. And then I'll study that out or I'll ask Brian. The easiest thing for me is ask Brian. And I'll say, what about this, you know? So be careful and pay attention to the spirit of truth within you. And, um, you know... John 8, we looked at verse 31 to 32. It says, Then Jesus said to the Jews who believed, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So it's the truth that you know will make you free. Hallelujah. This truth, this, this whole word is truth. But why are some of God's people in bondage? If, if here's the truth. It's because they need to know and apply this truth and walk in it, walk in it, walk in the word, the truth that you know. You know, you can imagine how vulnerable we'd be to the lies of the devil if we didn't have this word. When he comes along and he says, you know, God doesn't really love you. You can beat him over the head with John 3 and 16 for God so loved the world. You can talk to him about the everlasting love of the Lord. When he comes and he says, you know, God doesn't care for you. Look at you. God doesn't care for you. You can say as well, and Peter, it says, he cares for me. You can counteract that lie with the word. When he says you're sick, you can say, well, in Peter, it says, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Hallelujah. Every lie that he'll try and say, when he says, you know, you need to get into fear, you need to, you've every right to be anxious. No. The Bible says, Matthew 6, do not be anxious for anything. And Timothy talks about, you know, casting out all fear. Hallelujah. God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of might and a sound mind. So we strike down every lie by the word of God. So we need to let this word just be, you know, that, that final say, the final say-so in our lives. So that'll be the final say-so. Go to the word, just say, if you hear something from the devil and you can't counteract it right then, just say, I'll get back to you. Go find out and say, well, actually, here we are. Devil, I found it. I found it. That's a lie. That is a lie. And don't get caught into, oh, Pastor Karen, you seem to know a lot of the word. There was a time I didn't know any of the word. We're all growing in the word. So don't get caught into that. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one. If anybody has come and asked me a question and I don't know, I'm, very, I'm one to say, well, I don't know, but I'll come back. Don't be pride, prideful and try and make out that you know something that you don't know. Because see, oftentimes when you do that, you talk a lot of nonsense. And then you have to go back and go, well, actually, this is the way. And it's even worse. So don't go into those wee holes. Just say, I'm sorry, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll study that out for you. 
because we're always going to know and we're always finding out more revelation of the word as we go and as we grow until Christ comes for us, until we're in eternity and we're going to know more. Our eyes are going to be opened. So never think that you know everything. If you know everything, I'm not going to ask you one question because you're dangerous, right? Dangerous. I won't go to you. I'll go to somebody humble. Now, watch out. I'm saying that for a reason. If you know anyone in here and anyone outside of there and they can't kind of know everything, avoid them. Because it's not truth. That just came out by the Holy Spirit. So somebody needs to know that this morning. So truth is, this truth is going to protect. It's going to protect, protect you. So then the second um, piece of armor we looked at was a breastplate of righteousness. Uh, there in verse 14, put on the breastplate of righteousness. And we looked at that. It was a he- very heavy piece of armor. It was very beautiful. Uh, it, was sh- it was shining. It shined brilliantly when the Ro- Roman soldiers would have worn it. It had a blinding effect on the enemy. And righteousness is the heaviest thing that God has given us. We are made righteousness. Righteous because of him. Everything Jesus did, he bought it for us. He gave us blood so that we could be righteous. It's not our, it's not our good acts and our self-righteousness. It's, we're righteous in him. Hallelujah. So that takes a lot of pressure off us. So the, the breastplate of righteousness protects us from all the accusations of the enemy. He's the accuser of the brethren. And you know, no matter how good you think you are, Satan will always find something to accuse you. Always. Because that's what he does. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 10 to 11 says, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren. Talking of Satan who accused them before God night, day and night has been cast down and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, as David referred to earlier. And they did not love their lives unto death. He's the accuser of the brethren. So that Revelation 12, 10 to 11 is where you'll find that scripture, the accuser of the brethren. And that's a good scripture to know, to be able to, when he comes and accuse you, you bat him with that scripture. Well, it says in Revelation 12 that you're the accuser. And I'm not taking your accusations. So Jesus' blood purchased our righteousness so we could stand without God as if we'd never sinned. Justified, just as if we'd never sinned because of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So it's not in our righteousness. It's not in all our keeping uh, of this, the law and, you know, dotting every dot and crossing every T. No, it's, it's in his grace. It's in his free gift of righteousness hallelujah our righteousness not be it's not based on our behavior it's based on jesus and that takes pressure off but we've said before when you miss it you confess your fault before the lord ask him to forgive and you move on amen just as if you've never sinned verse 15 and having done all, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And so we looked at our, the feet. 
having been shod, and that word shod, something tightly bound around the person's feet. And we looked at the Roman soldiers that they had tightly fitted shoes around their feet, and that was so important that they were tight so they could move quickly. And not only, and they could advance, and Roman soldiers were always taking more territory. That's like us. We're taking more territory, taking more territory in prayer. We're taking more territory in this world as we acquire buildings for the kingdom of God. We're taking more territory as every time someone comes into the kingdom of God. Because once you get, once somebody is saved, that represents their whole family. Now there's an inroad to a whole family. You're taking territory. That's what we're to do. We're soldiers of the Lord. We're taking territory. Hallelujah. And, um, we, we talked about, you know, the, our feet being shod, the preparation of the gospel, peace, the word gospel, that's the good news. We're giving good news to people. Not bad news, we're giving good news. Christ has died for you. We don't go down the hell line first. That's, that's going to happen if someone rejects Jesus, but we give them the good news. We give them the fact that Jesus, he's already healed you. He's delivered you. He, he loves you so much. The good news and we flow in peace. We talked about that. And you know, um, those shoes, they had spikes. The Roman shoes had spikes that went into the ground to hold them in position. And it's peace. It's our peace that holds us in, in position. It keeps us grounded. When the enemy wants to come and push us. And what's one of the ways, that the big way the enemy wants to push us is through fear. You know, when you want to go and you're taking territory... You're, you're taking something for in for the kingdom or in, in your life. You're, you're, okay, we'll peel it right back to, you, you know, this morning when Phyllis was going to pray for that taxi driver. Fear could have come in. Phyllis had to push past that. She pushed past that so she would pray for that man. Fear will try and stop you doing what's right. But we cannot let it. And it's the peace of God that will stop that fear pushing us, you know, Taking control of fear, fear of what other people think, fear of lack, fear of the future. We take authority over it. It's not for the body of Christ. It's not for the soldiers of the army of the Lord to walk in fear. It's a miserable way to live. Miserable. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Hallelujah. So we talked about preparation for the gospel of peace. We need to be prepared to go and give the good news. Be ready to share the gospel. Be ready to lay hands on the sick. Be ready to intervene. Romans 10 and verse 14 to 15 says, How then will they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they're... They're sent, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace and who bring glad tidings of good things. Turn to your neighbor and say, you've got beautiful feet. Turn to your other neighbor and say, they're feet of peace. Hallelujah. You know, when Satan, he's, he's driving force. He's just wanting to destroy lives, but we've got the good news to be able to say, no, actually, they're just lies. Here's the truth. Here is the truth. That's why the enemy cannot, he tries to shut us up. He tries to shut our mouth. He tries to stop us going. 
He tries to get us so busy at the checkout that we can't take a minute to say, God loves you, because that's the truth. Hallelujah. And so then uh, it says, having done all to stand, we stand in, in, in that peace. And verse 16, above all, taking the shield of faith. And we looked last week and saw that that shield a shield, that word in the Greek, it means door. It was a big shield. It was something that was large enough for the soldier to crouch behind and protect from every arrow, every fiery dart. Amen? It was her first line of defense. It protected all the vital organs. And it's faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And it's not faith in our faith. You've got to get that. It's not faith in our faith. Oh, well, I'm great. I'm reading the word and faith's coming. And oh, I got such great faith. Yeah, there's a, there's a truth in that. But it's faith in his faith. We're all given the measure of his faith. The measure of when he overcame his faith. And that's in us. Amen? We've got the faith of the Lord in us. And it's in his faith. So what can we not do when we've got the measure in his faith and we can grow that and grow that and grow that? Hallelujah. So all of those um, arrows that come and, you know, the enemy, what he does is main, as I say, it's deception. He shoots those arrows into our mind, the battlefield of the mind. You know, he'll shoot an arrow. Maybe he'll say, you've got a hereditary disease. Your mother died of cancer. Got high blood pressure. Watch for that high blood pressure. Your grandfather had that. Arthritis has come down your family line. And that's an arrow shooting into your mind. But what you've got to do, that as soon as that wee arrow comes into your mind, you say, I reject that in Jesus' name. We're free from the curse. I've been set free from the curse. I don't care what happened, my grandfather, or what happened here, or what's been in my family history. It stops with me. It's not going any further. But if you don't counteract that, here's the danger. Here's the warfare that we're in. Because the battle has already been won. If you accept the lie, if you accept I've got high blood pressure, give it a few weeks, give it a few months, and what will show up? Symptoms of high blood pressure. And what will you then decide to do? Oh, oh I've got symptoms, high blood pressure. What am I going to do? If you don't take the stand right there to say, I'm healed and hold the word of God, I reject it in Jesus' name, what will you do? You'll get your doctor's number out. You'll start phoning the doctor. Why do we phone the doctor? Because we're not supposed to be sick. We know we're not supposed to be sick. We know it's not right. Sickness is not right. That's why we phone the doctor. If sickness was okay, why would we be worried about it? Why would we do anything about it? So instead of going to just dial the doctor, we're going to reject that thought of the very first time it comes into our mind. Do you understand? Because if you don't, it will grow, it'll come back. And if you reject it that time, that's great. But watch for the enemy who will come again. Oh, by the way, do you know that in your family line there was high blood pressure? And you have to do it again. I reject that thought in the name of Jesus. And you don't have to say, no, you're lying to me. No, okay, I know my grandfather died of high blood pressure. 
but I'm not going to. And you reject it again. And then maybe next year, you're in a family conversation. Does this come up? My granddad died of high blood pressure. And then you start all over again. You've got to keep on standing, resisting against every fiery dart that will want to come and attack in any shape or form, whether that's to do with your body, whether it's to do with a relationship, whether it's to do with your finance, whatever it is, whether it's to do with your future. Amen? It'll not be about your past. There's nothing can be done about the past. He'll just accuse you of that. So that comes into condemnation. But we have gone over time because we started our service late, and I'm going to have to stop here. I don't know when we'll finish this series, but we will land it at some point when the Lord um, deems that right. So let's pray. Hallelujah. God, we just thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you that we, have, we are victors. We have the victory. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord God, that you have given us everything we need to stand and resist, to stand and resist. And Lord, we make a decision. Come on, let's make a fresh decision that we're going to stand and resist. We're not going to get slothful in this. We're not going to get lazy. Every accusation of the devil we're going to deal with, every lie and fiery dart he tries to insert in our minds by faith and by the word of God, we're going to stand and resist it, and we're not accepting it. No thought of the devil. We're not accepting it in Jesus' name. We're going to think in good thoughts, good thoughts, lovely things, things of good reports, things of pu- that are pure, things that are noble. Hallelujah. We're going to think on those things. So we thank you and we praise you, Lord, that we're growing from strength to strength. We're growing from faith to faith. Hallelujah. And we are on the winning victory side. It's been won. Hallelujah. Already. We thank you for the authority that we have in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the power already in us. When we know Jesus as Savior and Lord, we're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We have the power of God functioning in the inside of us. And we give you praise in your name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps in blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.